Hey, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Search Cast, Season Two, Episode Forty-One, presented by PrimeWex Hockey and part of the Five in a Game Sports Network. I'm Zach Martin. I'm Bailey Curtis. I'm Cat Hunter. And we have a special guest this week. We weren't planning on having a guest, but uh, I guess some a little bit of news dropped, and uh, one Miss Cat Hunter decided, "Hey, what if we invite someone onto the podcast <laughs> to, uh, to talk about this?" So we didn't expect to bring him back so soon because he was with us for the trade deadline special that we did. But you know, when it comes to the AHL, when it comes to the Chicago Wolves, there's only one guy we got to bring back. It's one and only the legend himself, Andrew Rinaldi. Andrew, how are you doing today, man? Uh, that's a loaded question concerning the music <laughs> that this week, but uh, I'm doing all right. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's, you know, last time we saw you was like, what, not even a couple weeks ago? So, I mean, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it? the news broke and I immediately threw us in a group chat with him and I just started popping <laughs> off questions and I was like, Maybe he should just be on the podcast because I just keep asking him more and more questions than I'm sure other people have. So thanks for coming on, Andrew. It was hilarious. I had sent the tweet in our uh, field pass group chat. (laughs) And as soon as you responded, Andrew, I could feel the disappointment. (laughs) You were just like, that's why. (laughs) A lot of things started to make sense there. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember, like you mentioned, I was like, yeah, I was trying to get in contact with someone for whatever reason I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And here, here we, we go. go. So, for those who, I don't know if you, if you're y'all have been living rock, under a rock, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or unless you're like, unless you've been in a hot air balloon for the last three weeks or the last week or so, I don't know what, I don't know what you were doing, but uh, apparently the Chicago Wolves are like, yeah, no, we don't want an HL uh, affiliate next year. We're just gonna. Go do our own thing, which is like the first time in the AHL since 1994-95. Now, it's not officially official, but it's um, it's trending towards it's going to happen. So, I mean, Andrew, like for you, like what was that like? Just, just seeing that come out of nowhere for the Chicago Wolves going independent next season. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's something that I've kind of you kind of touched on it earlier. One thing I re- that I reached out to Carolina for to try and and talk about was their relationship with the team. This is the third year of the three year affiliation agreement that they signed, and as we're getting towards the end of the season, I wanted to see you know how the relationship was working. How do you feel about the prospects and what the plan ultimately was going forward? Um, that was basically told you know decline to comments which kind of was like okay that's you know where you kind of start feeling like it's not going to be a long-lasting thing which is nothing new with Chicago before them it was Vegas for a couple years before them it was St. Louis for a couple years before them it was Vancouver for a couple years before them it was Atlanta for a couple years and that's just since I graduated high school and I know that was a long time ago five different affiliates Jeez Louise, dude. Right. So you 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 got the feeling that it's not going to be a a long-term thing, which I was like, okay, you know, I mean, teams change affiliations. It's not anything out of the ordinary in this league. Um, the AHL again has has preached that it loves its model of having 32 NHL teams with 32 AHL affiliates. It's a good one to one to one ratio for everyone involved. 
And uh, the Wolves just decided to throw a wrench in that and said, we are not going to um, play with an NHL affiliate next year. They're just going to go totally independent. And right, as you said, this is the first time this is happening in almost 20 years. It's pretty, uh, pretty incredible. 30 yeah. years. Sorry. Sorry, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a math guy. Yeah, no, it's, so, it's wild. Yeah, it's wild. But... And I know you, you kind of talked about this before. Um, I don't remember if it was in a comment to a question or just in our, our group chat, but I was talking about like what happens to the players. So there's some players that are with the Canes. They sign with the Canes, and so obviously they'll go with the Canes. And then there's some that are just – they sign with the Wolves. Are those players, though, did they sign – with the wolves with the intention of maybe eventually getting a chance to go with the canes and like now that's kind of being taken away from them like i feel like that's kind of also a surprise to the players like you kind of want to be linked to an nhl team right (laughs) yeah for sure i mean if you're a guy like uh i was i had a lot of hopes this year for ivan ladnia um, former third round pick of Minnesota. He had his contract bought out and then he signed an AHL contract with Chicago here. Um, he had a huge postseason for the wolves and unfortunately had, had, uh, hip surgery. This forced him to, to miss this, the entirety of the season. I figured that if he was a guy who you lose a lot of veteran players, like the wolves did over this off season, like, okay, he's going to be in a prime position knows the, you know, the coaching staff and everything to kind of come in, establish himself and maybe even play for an NHL contract that might be coming out of Carolina. Um, Unfortunately, obviously things didn't work out for him, but I look at a guy, another guy, a huge part of that Calder Cup team was David Gust. David Gust almost retired from hockey. Instead, he takes an AHL deal in Rockford and now has a contract with the Chicago Blackhawks. And you know, he made his debut this season, scored his first NHL goal. Um, I mean, he's just been having an, an, an incredible year. And he, it's just the, the tip of the iceberg. And there's a lot of these guys that are fighting for those kinds of positions. <sighs> yeah, you're not having an NHL team attached is interesting. But I, I, I think that the Wolves model is that a lot of those guys who might be stuff down in the lineup because of a team's prospects playing time being prioritized over them is not giving them the opportunities. Well, they can go to Chicago and get first line minutes in in a situation where they might not get it anywhere else in this league. Is it going to be, you know, the, the usual first liners that you see in this league? Probably not, but it is going to provide an opportunity that a lot of these guys wouldn't get anywhere else. Yeah, because I, I forget, I saw some of the athletic, I forget who wrote it, but it was just like, they were talking about how the philosophy seemed to change, and that's what Chicago is kind of like not happy with, with the Hurricanes, because it's like taking their guys, you know, they're talking about development and stuff like that, but Chicago wants to go win the Calder, and they want to focus on their thing, but of course for them, it's like, well, we can't keep losing guys, like, you know, you know between the leagues, but it's like, but that's unfortunately the case when it comes to the AHL, you kind of have to, do what the big club needs you to do and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of interesting how it's like a philosophy thing. It seems like it's what kind of Chicago didn't appreciate. And it's like, but that's the name of the game though. I mean, that's just, that's just how it is. Like if you're affiliated with the guys, need their prospects for their team to get better. I mean, it, it just doesn't make any sense for me that that's the reason why they want to quit being an affiliate. 
Right. You got to kind of understand like the lore of the Chicago Wolves. You know, they started out in in the IHL winning Turner Cups. I mean, drawing comparable numbers to the Blackhawks when they went through their real rocky days and everything. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, sorry to remind you of that, Zach. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, that's always been their model. And it's you're seeing a trend in the AHL now of NHL teams owning their AHL affiliates. Mm-hmm. So that way everything's kind of tied at the knot and it's a smooth, seamless process. One, you know, right through the door. Um, Chicago doesn't want any part of that. They want They want... W's that's when they're impressed to quote Daryl Sutter. So it's right. And competing when, you know, your star goaltender is being called up for two months at a time, or, you know, your center you're relying on in Jack Drury that can do everything is getting picked up. And now he's never coming back for being honest. It's, yeah. um, <laughs> but I, I just, it's, I, 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 it's, well, it's been, a, it's been a criticism of the wolves since the Atlanta days that they've always, they've prioritized wins over prospect development and that pretty much Wendell Young's base. I mean, he, he said like, we want to develop players and win Calder cups. I don't know what more you want, can ask for. You want to call their cup last year. Yeah. Right. Well, it, I mean, yeah. And I mean, it's good. I mean, obviously after that, they've seen some rebuild because of guys left to go to other teams or to get like bigger chances. And like, that's what you get. Like the, we won this now it's time for our next step. But if them growing independent, would they lose out on chances of at having guys like the same guys that are like, Hey, we were missing out on our number one goalie or missing out on like Jack Drury getting like pulled up for a little bit. If they're going independent, wouldn't they miss out on types of players like that anyway? Because those types of players want to be with an NHL affiliate. Like they want to be able to have that chance to go up. Right. Well, it's you're you're missing out on Jack Drury was a, a second round pick. Kochekov was a second round pick. Ryan Suzuki was a first round pick. Uh, you know, Anthony Honka, I don't remember what round he's drafted in, but he's a higher pedigree kind of guy than some uh, a random ECHL pickup just based on his his the draft pedigree that Carolina's put into him and the resources that they've had in developing this player. Now you're kind of just you're picking up again, I don't want to like, you know, push anyone's worth down or anything, but it's just it's not the same caliber of player that that you would see if you were tied to a Carolina or a Vancouver any NHL franchise it, it's just it's um it's 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 just it's a very confusing business model to me Chicago seems to be very confident that they can still compete this way I'm trying in my head to visualize how a roster would work and the my biggest concern is the veteran rule if you have I think the number is just short of 300 uh, professional games of experience. Uh, isn't it two fifty? I thought it was two fifty. Because I think someone, yeah, yeah I think yeah, because I saw somewhere it said it was like two hundred fifty professional games or less. It's like that's kind of like the rule, isn't it? For the league, two fifty or more for a right. status. Right. You can this... dress. You can, you can dress six players, and that's it. 
then and part of it was because back in the day teams like Chicago would stack up and would terminate teams that were had their young kids playing up there and then here you go with a, a 30 year old uh veteran just going in and and ruining your prospect in the corner season after season after season so they're like okay this is a developmental league we want to prioritize the development of these young players so taking that into account then too if the ahl is a developmental league and they end up going independent how does uh one team like that go about stacking their roster out of curiosity you're basically getting the the best the best handful of veteran players the rest of them i would say are probably undrafted college free agents or a young player, undrafted player coming out of Europe, looking to make a name for himself. Um, again, a guy who comes to mind is another one last year was Artyom Serikov, 20-year-old Russian defenseman, very raw, but had had some potential to develop into a decent player. Didn't get the ice time in Chicago, went back home to Russia. But it's just, it's not, A, he, he was... At, at that age, so raw, was never able to really develop into anything that really could have been a game-breaking talent on Chicago. And B, he was a 7-8 defenseman. Now that guy is going to be your number one or two guy. It's um, I, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it works out for him. That's really that's the best I can I can say. I'm trying not to like dog on again these these players and and the decisions of guys who are way higher up in the in the hockey hierarchy than i am um this is not the ihl and this is not your father's ahl this is a a league that's evolved with the game of hockey and again if if you don't believe what you saw last year in your own team look in your division now look at you know, Yaroslav Askarov, a blue chip goaltender in your own division that you see night in and night out. Look at Jesper Wallstead. Look at all these other that you had Simon Edvinson playing there in Grand Rapids earlier this year. A 19 year old, yeah, still very raw, but a, a number six overall draft pick. These these aren't just your, you know, 90s era, just kind of a. a uh, again, I'm trying not to like to say this in a way that would disparage anyone who played in that era, but it's just it, the the game of hockey's evolved and the talent level has gotten so much better uh, across every level. And you're just you're handicapping yourself by just saying like you know I'm just I'm gonna go solo on this. It's it, it's the league's not designed for this. That's basically right. Yeah, because like looking at Cap Friendly now, I mean, I know Zach Sachenko is a UFA G6, which it's a whole different enigma of itself. But then, like you said, like Maxim Lajoie, you're talking about your captain. He's an RFA, but under contract with the Canes. Kevin Fitzgerald, you're going to lose Ronan Seeley. You're losing, like you said, Anthony Honka. You're going to lose, I mean, Matthäus. Now you're talking about Ponomarev, Teoscala, Passion, James Reese, Gunler. It's like you're losing so many prospects and guys who could make your team better. It's like, like you said, like, what are you going to do then with a bunch of 
European guys that are trying to make a shot or guys that don't or you know want to get ice time and they don't have to worry about development. It's like that's it's a weird way to go about it. And of course now it's like, okay, well, like you said, the HL loves the 32 and 32. And I know that um Don Waddell says they're trying they they have options, they're just trying to figure out what's next. But for me, it's like I don't I don't think that Kings want to share their prospects with another team. That was going to be my next question. Like if it's 32 and 32, where do I know most people are like, well, where do the Canes, where do we have next? Cause what was it? 20. Cause I think it was like 2020. I think it's like, we shared our guys with Milwaukee with the Preds. Mm -hmm. Cause we lost, you know, cause the Wolves didn't play. So we had to share them with, with the, with the Admirals, but it's like, where do you go from there? Like, do you go with a shared team or do you, just say, okay, let's make a 33rd. And unfortunately, we're going to have to play it like that because, you know, no one wants to really share prospects with another team that, mm-hmm. you know, like say it's Detroit or someone in our own division. Like, like what's the next, like, what's a possible scenario that the Kings could possibly even be looking at? What are the options that they're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, um, I mean, you pretty much touched on, on both of them. Um, the one not scenario for the 33rd team, uh, the, the Hurricanes could potentially um, create their own and it would be a team that they own kind of similar to, you know, how Chicago owns Rockford or right. Detroit and the, and the Griffins. And that, I mean, that way they have full control over hockey operations and everything, or they go for a, a split affiliation. And I, uh, again, it's, it's not, the best scenario but uh it's kind of you gotta kind of work with with what you got here now it's not it's not terrible either i mean while their prospects right. are on the same team it's not like if you're in milwaukee and nashville gets hurt and they're just gonna be like okay we're gonna take vasily panamarev it doesn't work that way but well right yeah of course it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, but still, you know I mean, it's probably the cheap it's probably also the cheaper option because you have to make create a second team you have to like make your own team pay for everything else and stuff like that are we that. gonna are we gonna go and put our guys back with the checkers <laughs> oh god that i mean it's not... the it's the quickest I mean, and the closest option i mean the, i want i really want to be upset walk a shame to go back to charlotte and be like hey you ever gotten that that text from your ex at three in the morning? Like, hey, like you up? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's gonna be Don with Al here in a couple months. Wyd, <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, yes, but also would would the checkers would they scoff at having those those players come and play? I I mean, I it sucks. So. It sucks to swallow your pride, but right. I don't, I, you know, I don't think so. I think that, I, I don't know how well she, uh, Charlotte likes their relationship with Florida, but I mean, I, I assume that if you have the, the opportunity when Chicago had the dual affiliation, also had the help of the taxi squad during the Rona season, but they just cleaned house in the division, having two pools of prospects to come through. It was like, okay, cool. We have... Seth Jarvis on one side, and then we have Phil Tomasino on the other. Like, all right, that was yeah, that was, for real though. Yeah, that was a lot of fun for me. I wasn't really sure how to handle it. That was my first season, but yeah, because <laughs> I mean, um, you, you would you even possibly say like, um, 
the Hurricanes, you know, going out of left field and say, because, I mean, there's teams that have, like, jumped between ECHL and AHL. Like, you know, we've seen, a, you know, a lot of teams do that. Like, do you possibly even see, like, be like, okay, we're going to bring, we're going to change, like, leagues for this one team? Or, like, is that an, a possible avenue? Or is that kind of like, that's a, like a long shot option? The thing is that Chicago is a huge, a, a huge money driver. They consistently are in the tops of attendance. They, I mean, they, they're, they're always up there. It's going to be hard to, to put a team that's up there in what, two or three and, and total bums and seats and go say, okay, you're going down to the coast now because. Oh, no, 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 I'm, no, I'm at, no, I'm saying that you know, the Chicago stays in the AHL, but they bring up an ECHL team and put them as, put them in the AHL and be like, okay, here's, Canes, here's your. I, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. That, that's, that, that's, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's still, yeah, that's yeah. still, I mean, that's still 33. I don't think the AHL's looking the, to do 33. Right. Um, they might just say, like, but would they, but, but would it really be 33? I mean, like, t- I mean, <laughs> no duh, it would really be 33, <laughs> but technically only 32 for the NHL because right, Chicago's yeah. independent. Right. But you know, now you're the AHL is looking <laughs> at operating costs with an extra team there. And I think a more realistic option would be kind of care. It's, it's not a great one, but Carolina just kind of loaning their players out to whoever would take them instead of just having an, a proper affiliation kind of just being like, okay, but we're going to get almost a chemistry and synergy issue there. Right. Depending oh on where gosh, players yeah. go. And yeah. Yeah. Cause like all those guys who've been together in Chicago for the last, all of a sudden they're playing right. each other on different now, teams. Right now. Panamara yeah. and Charlotte and Honkas and Bridgeport. Like, like we, already, we already talk about how good it is to have the guys like, Chatty and Jury and Jarvis and Nason having them up on the team because they have chemistry together because they played together. So what I'm getting as a summary is that the part of my French, it's not even that bad, but the Chicago Wolves are kind of screwing the canes over a little bit. And it's not is that great French? Coming- <laughs> what? I don't even I would call it like it was more it was more of like trying to be like Andrew and not be talking bad about anyone, but kind of am. They're kind of screwing us over. And then it's also it just comes at a time where like the canes just have really they do really good with their drafts and with their prospects. And so that's a big priority for us. So for our AHL team that we are having these guys come from, which I know we talk about it's unfortunate it's like a good bad problem that the Canes almost have too many guys waiting to come break through onto a Canes roster, but you have that problem. And now your AHL team's like, well, we don't really want to be part of that problem anymore. And it's like, great. (laughs) It's, it's just, it's just baffling to me because again, it seems as I've read from that article from Scott Powers of the athletic, the whole reasoning is, is W's over development. Development and W's in terms of the Wolves. That's, um, not, that's how it works. That's not the AHL, man. Who's, whose affiliate won the last two Calder Cups again? Hmm. I wonder. Gee, I wonder. Yeah, with uh, that's 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 what that's what's bonkers to me. It's like they're talking about a philosophy issue. It's like, but it's like, but you guys, you won a Calder, and the last team to win a Calder, also with the same parent club. Also, so it's like, yeah, and so it's like, and it's coming after a season where like yeah maybe it's been harder because we've had to call up some more but you or you had a lot of guys 
leave because again, they had other opportunities come up, but like, you're not going to have those. If you do this, those guys that you think you're missing out on, you're not going to have. And I just like, you're just experiencing one season of a little bit more difficulty and you're like, no, oh, maybe this isn't for us anymore. Like, like come on. also they're, they're coming back. Like you guys are doing so well right now. Do they think they're going to go out and sign Podorowski next year? Like, I don't care if Chicago is one of the big money drivers of the league. You're not going to compete with an NHL franchise offering him a, a, a sweet little deal. It's just it's not going to happen. Yeah, let's see. Independent contract with the Wolves or a possible two-way with insert NHL team here. Um I will take the two-way contract because you know it's right. probably going to be more money and more opportunity to make it. Because here's my thing. If you're independent, how do those guys get the – like will those guys yep. even get the chance to go to the NHL then? Because at that point, they're kind of at just At that point, you're just sending scouts out to games and you're like, okay, once their contract with this independent team is up, oh, let's snatch him up. If that even happens, because as you were kind of saying, these are guys who are either undrafted or just kind of – sitting ducks mm-hmm. in the system you know i mean yeah. my understanding is that even if you are successful those guys are open to get poached by an nhl team if yeah if you yeah. okay like you know like like david gus with the ice hogs i mean he signed with the parent club but that's because they had their whole staff there looking at him every night in night out if you got a if you have no affiliate in in there in chicago and you have a guy who's breaking out what's to stop st louis from being like hey we really liked what he looked like Here's here's a two way deal for you right over here. Let's go. Let's put you in Springfield. Get get out of here. You're in here now. Chicago's just got to sit there and take it. Like, oh, okay, we're done. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. That, that's what's sick. Is like, like that's the that's the thing that's it's baffling to me. It's because it's like, how do you operate? Because we're all so used to affiliates and prospects going up and down the you know from the parent club back to the AHL team. I don't think any of us know what an independent team looks like in the AHL because, like you said, it's been almost thirty years. Mm-hmm. Like, like, how do you figure that out? How do you run a team? How does like contracts work? Because it's unprecedented thing that hasn't happened. I also, in decades. I also ancient feel like history. I mean, thirty years ago, I was not alive thirty years ago, so I can say that. <laughs> But so, but you're also, I mean, I know the Wolves have their, you know, their reputation, all this stuff, but like, I feel like you're also losing out on some fans because I know a lot of Kaniacs are big Chicago Wolf fans too, because they like to see the prospects grow up there. They're like, we want to tune into this. And so then when those players that they've been watching break through onto the Canes roster, they've got a big support behind them because they have Kaniacs watching the Wolves. And so, I mean, you're also taking away, I think, some of your fan base there because... I mean, they might still watch, but they don't have the same connection with the players. Well, even even people in Chicago who are Hurricanes fans because of the affiliation, it's like, what, so are they no longer Canes fans now because (laughs) they wanted you're going to make them cheer for the Blackhawks? (laughs) Oh, dear God. There's there's a whole there's sorry, a whole sorry, Zach, thing sorry, about <laughs> about you know Blackhawks at Rockford fans and Chicago Wolves fans. It's it's a whole thing. I I barely understand it from here in Michigan, but from what I've seen, it's it's an actual thing. I I mean, again, I know that they they draw well because of the Blackhawks being pre Kane and Taves days. 
which is probably going to come back sooner rather than later because Chase <laughs> might be retiring and Kane's a ranger. So I'm yeah, gonna, you're about to get Bedard, so I don't want to hear anything. That's no, he's going to Columbus. That's all right. <laughs> Columbus at the Ducks. Oh, I still want him to go to San Jose just so Warzy can have a shiny new toy over there. <laughs> I, I, I like how someone, I forget, someone from ESPN is like, what if the Red Wings get him? Like, could you imagine Connor Bedard with the freaking No, wings? he needs to be, I want him to go with the Ducks just because, one, not in the Metro. Not in the Metro. Don't have to all do around, off All around so. great. Second, I want to see him in Zegers. Like, who doesn't think that would be fun? That be was so my fun. thought exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be so stinking fun. Like, fun and not our problem most of the time. So, <laughs> all for it. <laughs> just like be, just be excited for those 10.30 puck drops every night. Hard pass. Yeah. I, I will watch it. I will watch it the next day. <laughs> B- Bailey Curtis is 13. Mountain is like, time is, zone feels great right now. <laughs> Bailey Curtis is like secret third team is the Ducks just because of a Absolutely the fuck they are not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I was yes. I was going to say yes. No on to that. <laughs> Absolutely not. But... It yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it it's was like very surprising. Zegers, Jesus. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it, but yeah, but I think for I forgot someone in the I know asked about coaches. I know you mm-hmm. kind of answered it on the, uh, on Twitter, but just I guess for a longer because you know character limits and all that stuff. Like, <laughs> could you reiterate the what happens to coaches? Because I know you, I know you mentioned Pat, uh, Pat Dwyer and all that stuff, but like, yeah, how, yeah. How I mean, does I'm that work out? I'm, I'm, I can, you know, I'll admit I'm not 100 percent on on you know who goes where, and I'm just going basically purely on the history of these guys. Pat Dwyer right. was an assistant in Charlotte along with Ryan Warsawski. They changed over with when they changed the affiliate to Chicago, came on over. He, I assume that when, wherever Carolina goes, Pat Dwyer is going to go. Um, so Kane's, there are certain, Kane's legend, Patty Dwyer. Exactly. There, so there's, so there are certain guys that are tied at the hip to Carolina. Um, mm. On the opposite side, you have Bob Nardella, who's been an assistant coach for the Wolves since 2016. And he's seen, St. Louis prospects. He's seen Vegas prospects. He's seen Carolina prospects. Right. Um, he's just he's he's going to be there for until that Allstate Arena crumbles and decays. <laughs> so it, it it depends on the position. It depends on the contract of the coach. Again, I'm not a hundred percent sure on how, but based on the history of these guys, I'd say Patty Dwyer and probably Brock Shahan is probably tied to that as well, just based on, you know, Warzy right. moving from Charlotte to and just on, on the weight of that position and the prospects that are along with that. Especially after what the Wolves have done since February, Carolina's like, yeah, he's gelling really well with the prospects. Let's hold on to that. I don't care like what Chicago, <laughs> what they have to say about it. We are taking this guy. So now the Wolves have to look for another coach on top of other players. Yeah, as of right now, I would be very worried if you're a Chicago Wolves fan because of the fact that you're going to be seeing a whole different thing of hockey unless you're like 
above 30, which is not ancient Billy Curtis. It's going to be very, very interesting for sure. But it's, yeah, basically when the end of the, when the season ends here in like the next few weeks, <laughs> definitely some worth watching for sure. And I can only imagine what what's next for the AHL and also the Wolves. So. Yeah, it's um and and again to be fair and entirely clear was also yeah. mentioned on to be fair. To be fair. On, <laughs> to be fair. Uh, <laughs> on on Scott Power's article that the you know the league has said that this is not final. It's Chicago's intention, but as of right now, they are still, you know, tied to Carolina and they will be until the end of the season if they make the run all the way to the Calder Cup and go back to back. We'll see. Uh, but very Maybe they'll change their mind. Very, right. very, very, well, unlikely. Mention it. very, very unlikely, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. where you said that, they're, they're, that would be them play. turning back to their ex and right. being like, just kidding. Now, now Wendell you Young's up. texting, Are you up at three in the morning? <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's, it's just funny how they're going to try to go about it. It's like, Yeah, it's going to happen, and the league's like, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> speaking of speaking of them potentially winning the Calder Cup, so how they they've been on a hot streak, right? Can you tell us a little bit about what it's going to take for them to get those last couple points to get into contention? Yeah, um, I mean, it starts on it starts on Tuesday. Um, well, they have a series coming up that they can't look past uh, against the Iowa Wild that is going to be crucial. But Tuesday is their last game against the Rockford Icehogs, the team that they're chasing. They have, I want to say, six games left in the season. I'm just doing a quick checkup. Yep, six games, as does Rockford. Um, they managed to save blowing a, a point against Milwaukee last night with a 6-5 win in overtime. They've won five straight games. All you need to do is... If you beat Rockford on Tuesday, all you really need to do is match their point total over those last remaining five games. And then then you're kind of you're home free because they have the tiebreaker in wins. Rockford has half their wins in overtime. It's kind of embarrassing, <laughs> but it's 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 the way that it's set up. There's no three point system in this league yet, so they we all can't count say the same anything amount. bad about overtime goals and wins because <laughs> the Canes love those right now. Yes. So <laughs> what, what was it? Was it twenty two well, overtime games this year? The Hurricanes. Well, after watching Vasily Panamarev's overtime winner about thirty five times between yesterday and today, I'm I'm willing to forgive him a little bit on the overtime wins. <laughs> But mm-hmm. I don't think any of them were that pretty, so maybe not. Did you anyway. did you rewatch it? Did you rewatch it just so you could see where it actually happened? Because that cameraman was not ready for it. He, he, he was not ready for the turnover. <laughs> no, but it's I, I, I had to play a lot of it with my imagination. 
<laughs> Bitter the mind. I'm sorry. I know about. you gave him you gave him such grace, and honestly, you, I mean, you can. I just did that a little bit um, at my college, so I'm over here being like, "Dude, you are the main camera. Follow the dang puck." <laughs> you had yeah, one he, job. Like he he assumed it was going this way, and then you saw him go, "Nope." <laughs> right. Well, at least at least he caught it just long enough to watch that talk. So. Give me that, even though like the 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 panic zoom in kind of set in as well, and it was like a little too close. But you know, it, at least the back the the camera the behind the nets was still working, so it was it was it was still it was still pretty. I still appreciated it. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, Rockford's got three games left against the uh, Milwaukee Admirals, which even Oof. though they have half of their team up in Nashville are still somehow winning hockey games. <laughs> Milwaukee so, hockey, Milwaukee hockey, man. Exactly. Uh, Rockford is they're an enigma. They were real strong early in the season. Um, mm-hmm. They had, but they were, they kind of been exposed since for being a one line team. And with Lucas Reichel up there in Chicago for the foreseeable future, you kind of just got, a couple of guys they brought in Rocco Grimaldi is one of the oh, leading gosh. point scorers of the team, but he hasn't really, he hasn't, they kind of expected him to just come in and light it up. And he hasn't, uh, hasn't really gelled with that roster. They've had a lot of goaltending issues. They're a real shaky team right now. And Chicago is playing their best hockey when it matters the most. I mean, it's their just the manner in which they've outshot teams they Grand Rapids didn't have a shot. Was it Grand Rapids? No, it was Rockford. Didn't have a shot on net in the first period against them. Pyotr Kochekov could have gone out for a pizza and a beer, and uh, they still would have been. They 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 still would have pitched a shutout because there was no one in net. <laughs> they had no not a zero. I'm sorry. They hit the post once, but it's still See, not a shot. This is this is a hundred percent why they are also the Canes affiliate because that is a hundred percent like what a Canes <laughs> hockey game will be. <laughs> and then oh. I, got, I got this sense last night in, in Milwaukee where Chicago was just dominating the Admirals and dominating them, and Kochekov gave up. I don't, don't want to say they were softies, but they were kind of softies. Because I think he was sleepwalking through half of that game. After two periods, they outshot. Notice how Zach is not looking at the camera. (laughs) (laughs) But after two periods, they outshot Milwaukee again, a top team in the division, twenty-nine to seven. It's um, they're like I said, they're 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 playing their best right now. They're inspired. They're on fire. Uh, Vasily Panamarev is turning up another gear. Anthony Honka is playing with confidence. Tuka Tiaxala is a man absolutely reborn ever since he came back from Finland. I thought as soon as I heard the news that he was going back home, I was like, ooh, he might be kind of done. Uh, comes back after the season's done over there, and and he's got he's a point of game player. He's got he's confident with the puck. He's just slick hands. I don't want to say Datsukian because that's just like comparing him to Jesus, but it's like it's flashes up. Yeah, so yeah who, coming from a Red Wings fan. Yeah, you don't you don't you don't want to go blasphemous. Right. Yeah. I was about so to say who that. filled in when jury when jury came up, who filled in for his role majority? Uh, a lot of it was Ryan Suzuki. You know, he's he's 
the number one, you know, uh, the, the guy, you know, he's, he's, he fits a lot of, of Drury's game. And that fact that he coming in, starting out with Chicago, he was already kind of mature past his years in the way that he was, he had a very responsible defensive game. And I think that was one thing that as soon as Drury stepped in, a lot of young players come in through, through the junior ranks and they can, they can score. They have that offensive talent, but that maturity to be tight on your checks and, you know, know where to be in the defensive zone isn't overly emphasized in to teenagers in the junior leagues. And it's something that takes a big learning curve in the pros. Drury had that on day one and Suzuki, you know, he showed flashes, but it was always, you know, he couldn't stay on the ice. Well, now he's healthy and he's looking really good. And, and a lot, a lot of veterans kind of were hurt early on in the season. Ryan Dezingle came back and he's made a big impact. I know there's a blast from the past for a lot of Canes fans and it's, and it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a whole team effort. It's not like one guy kind of came in. It's everyone's playing yeah. here, you know. And between injuries and call ups early on, there was a, a, I mean, they won six of their first twenty games. It was ugly, but mm-hmm. you know the the coach was learning, the players were learning, and you've seen a lot of growth over the course of the season. So it's. We have even if they even if they don't make the playoffs after the way that this season started, it's this has really been just a, a successful run for a lot of these young players. It's been a lot of fun to watch, and I I hope it's not over. Uh, I'm not ready to say goodbye to this organization just yet, but we'll uh, you know we'll just have fun while we're here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But here's my thing too. Like let's say. Let's say the Wolves do somehow get into the playoffs, but the Hurricanes have kind of like a different idea for possible goalie situations. Uh, I wonder how Chicago will feel if they're like, "Hey, we're making the call. We're going to go to the Color Cup playoffs," and Peter Kachekov's down in Carolina. Like, you would have to feel that that's going to be a massive uh, issue. I'm I'm assuming. Like, do you well, see that as a possibility of happening with? them losing Kachekov right before the playoffs. Let's say if they do uh, make it in because Carolina if, needs them. If Carolina's not confident in Anderson or Ranta, um Anderson. it's a tough, it's a tough situation. <laughs> we'll talk about that, Cal. We'll talk about that. <laughs> it's it's a tough situation to just Yeah. Really honestly that it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to have them in the AHL and then as soon as the playoffs go be like Okay, this guy who's been our number three all year, we're just going to make him our number one when it matters the most. Um, yeah, I, I, I get I get the struggles and everything mm-hmm. and and all that. If that's the way that it's going to go, Chicago's just got to eat it. You know, I mean, what are you going to do? You can't just be like you can't chain Piotr to all state and be like, no, he's staying here. Like he, he's <laughs> right. under contract. He's, you know, he's ours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. I, I kind of I feared it probably wouldn't happen, but in case of some weird hot. If I was Don like, Waddell and I wanted to be really spiteful, I'd call Sanchenko up too and be like, "Okay, you're going into the playoffs with Kale Morris. See how that's going to work out." For you. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Oh. Yeah. 
bring up some guys from the bring some guys up from Norfolk. Just like we're, we're we're calling up all the black aces. Go in and join yourself. Which, yeah, yeah, because that's which, also a bad thing for them too. Because Chicago can't take guys from the ECHL either. Like they're stuck by themselves. Like that's the other thing people don't realize too. They're not going to get any of the guys from the from the East Coast. Right. They gotta all, have yeah. a hell of a scratch list. <laughs> with okay, so without even saying like the guys have been playing so great recently. And forgive me, I haven't stayed on top of all the Chicago Wolf things, but uh, Pat. come on, what are you doing? <laughs> come on, get, figure it out. Figure it out. Let me get the question out. Um, Pitter patter. Has Piotr, and like you said, that one game, like he barely saw any shots. Has Piotr really stolen any games for them, or has he just like he's been good to have there, but he it's like. Sachinko could do the role as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, of this last, like you know, this last little run that they've been on, it, it's 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 really it's been a, a dominating show from top to bottom. Um, he kind of had you know a bit of a stinker against uh, uh, Milwaukee, and then his last game right before his call up to Carolina was against Manitoba. And that was a bit of a stinker as well, but with how emotionally charged the game was before with the goal, the celebration, the fight, and then (laughs) two ejections. Right. And then you're, and then you turn around the next day and they put you right back out there. I feel like Manitoba was out there because they felt like they were embarrassed a little bit. So they kind of poured it on them and kind of I think got it got a little into his head afterwards um so you know he, it's it's been a short you know real quick sample size Zachary Sachenko has done very admirable in uh in his role filling in but he, he, Kochekov he, he, the the lineup is different it's there's a different feel a different vibe when he's in the crease I mean he the kid's got a swagger unlike anything I've ever seen and I've said that since last year it's it's a lot of fun to watch a lot of fun to cover and i think i i think it 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 jolts the team the way he plays the puck it's even though they almost got real bad in rockford once it's uh (laughs) you know it, it changes how this how this team plays and yeah players play in front of different goalies differently yeah Right, exactly. I want to say they can't do anything without you know with Sachenko because again he's he's stepped up when he's been called upon. But whereas you know you're uh, a hot team kind of coming in, if you sneak into the playoffs on one hand, on the other hand you're a hot team sneaking into the playoffs with perhaps the best goalie in the division. And we all know what happens when you run into hot goalies in the playoffs. Anything is possible. So right. No. I, I, what's that like? What is it like going against a hot goalie? This Just... guy might know something about it right here. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So one last one. I, we're going towards the end. I know we, you know, we don't want to keep you up all night because you, know, you got stuff to do, Andrew. But um <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Right? I don't know. But um, so for you personally, like does like let's say the wolves don't do go independent, 
Like, does it change anything for you on your side of things? Like, are you going to just straight Griffins or are you still doing both? Like, I mean, you don't have the answer. I'm just curious, like, what would be the next thing possibly for you if this is an independent Wolves team going in the future for next season? Like, does that change anything for you? No, not as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, this is this was my first beat. This is what I broke into in the writing as. So um, unless the team it tells me that they don't want me covering them anymore because I criticized this move a little too hard. Well, that, that <laughs> I mean, process. that's your job as a reporter is somebody covering a beat is to sit there and be critical and show things how they are in, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in an opinionated way. Can't, can't be a Jack Edwards and just homer it up a little bit. You got to you know, <laughs> give some suggestions. Yeah, I, I was just curious. I rode how that the wagon a little bit last year, so I'm trying to, like, balance it out this year. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Like I, said, I was just curious to see how that would play out for you because I know some, like, some stuff can happen behind the scenes. You know, writers mm-hmm. might leave and stuff like stuff like you know, might drop beats or stuff like that. So follow the just, beat, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was just curious to see how that how would that work out for you? Because I mean, like I said, it's a very we're going to some really unknown territory for mm-hmm. all of us, basically. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, like up, low thirties, upper twenties. The way the way that I look at it, you know, I uh, it's something that hasn't been seen in this league in again thirty Almost years. Thirty um, years. <laughs> Right. I like I like the idea of being on the ground floor and, you know, covering it and seeing how it goes. And, you know, yeah, that's going to be very interesting going in. It's like, how am I going to cover an independent hockey team in the AHL with like 31 other possibly 32 other affiliated teams? This We will be sad, though, that he won't be covering our our arcane prospects. I know. No more. Piotr interviews. I know. <laughs> well, if you thought Piotr was going to be in Chicago next year. Uh, I, I, no, uh, no, things we, like we, that. You know what I'm talking about. We, we all, <laughs> you know what I mean. We're all good. Yeah. So I guess we're going to have to bring you on for mostly crossover episodes when we talk about the Red Wings because, mm-hmm. you know, we love Nah. Day 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 after the Wings game, preferably. So I, I <laughs> I'm not stuttering on here. Oh, you mean yeah. ten, you have ten sheets? The one after double fisting shock tops the entire night. Oh not god! There we go. Well, Andrew, we appreciate you as always for coming on, man. This was a lot of fun. Um, we are going to talk about Kane stuff afterwards, but you know we want to let you go and enjoy the rest of your night. But before you do go, though, where can people find you on the socials? And obviously, where they can find your writings at Field Pass. Absolutely. So you know we've talked about our wonderful website here at Field Pass Hockey that we've had again three of the four here and creating content for us. Cat, we're still waiting on your application. <laughs> <laughs> as um, I say, I don't have time to watch the wolves as much, and you're coming at another thing to do. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, but yeah, anyone who um. Who wants to follow, uh, you know, what I've been covering about the the Hurricanes prospects and a potential Calder Cup playoff run can find me on Twitter at FPH Wolves. Um, I, I generally enjoy interacting with just about everyone um, except the trolls. I, uh, I love talking about the game at just about any and every level from the national to the, uh, my beer leagues and you know, I've it's it, right. Looking back on these last three years that I've been on the beat, and really, I, I never used Twitter until I started writing for the Wolves, and I've gotten to 
immerse myself with a with a group of people I never would have otherwise have have and been endeared to, and it's it's changed myself so much more for the better. And I've 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 been eternally grateful for running into you know and talking with a, a wide group of fans and joining podcasts like this and everything else. You know, it's it makes me realize that I really do have the one of the best jobs in the world. So it's you know if it's it's not too late to uh to join in on on some Kane's prospect talk while we still have it yeah for sure like i said we appreciate it because this is like four times already we've had you i mean we had you on season one finale after you know the wolves won the calder cup that was a lot of fun we've had you like i said earlier this year talking about early wolf stuff you know had the trade deadline now yeah it's it's just been absolutely amazing you know lucky to have you on four times already probably have you on after the season just kind of like a whole season recap of you know the wolves and stuff like that too so it's not the last time we're going to have you on with wolves talk at least but like i said we'll definitely have to have you come back on for some crossovers because i mean we're just used to having you on it would feel weird if we didn't and all that stuff so yeah so andrew we appreciate you man as always it's it's always a fun time having you on the podcast thanks for putting up with all our questions (laughs) Yeah, it's a, it's a tumultuous time, man. I'm glad I could help you guys out. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what I would do without my. I don't know what I do with myself. He loves doing happier. charity work, guys. <laughs> and, and that that good guy, Andrew Rinaldi. What an absolute beauty! <laughs> All right, Andrew. Well, have a good rest of your night, man. Like I said, thank you so much for jumping on, and we'll I definitely have to see you uh, again next time for sure on the podcast uh, once you know the season's over. For no, thanks, Andrew. Yep. Take care, guys. Have a good night. See you, friend. See you. All right, well, that was Andrew Rinaldi of Field Pass Hockey. Uh, just like if you guys are looking for anything minor league hockey, please go check them out. They're absolutely a great group over there. AHL, ECHL, SPHL, and every other type of HL you have, they're probably covering it. Great podcast as well. Holy Grail. Our saving grace for Chicago Wolves hockey. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So big shout out to them. So before we go into the Canes talk, we are going to have to talk about our amazing sponsors real quick at Primo X Hockey. I would ask Kat to do it, but I don't know. I don't know if she's ready. So, Bailey, talk about our amazing sponsors of our Primo X Hockey. Putting me on the spot here. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> loves Absolutely. to do it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, so much fun. our guys uh, based over in our lovely home of Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, Primo X is a great opportunity for you guys if you are looking for any kind of hockey gear, including sticks, pucks, uh, blade or roller blades, uh, wheels, stuff like that. They have um, apparel for themselves as well, uh, including koozies, hoodies, which logos for their hoodies are awesome um if you have not seen them definitely go check them out at primoxhockey.com anything you buy from their website whether it be hockey gear or uh just apparel to rep them out on the streets or on the rink uh if you use a code surgecast at checkout you can get our uh sebastian ajo discount uh 20% off of your order uh so definitely go check them out they're awesome guys based out of raleigh um, they've got a warehouse. Um, if you are in the area, definitely go check them out. If you're uh, somebody who plays ice hockey rather than roller hockey, they do have uh, skate sharpening at the warehouse and they're looking at getting more gear set up at the warehouse for you. So mm-hmm. definitely go check them out. Use code SurgeCast at checkout for 20% off your order. Not only does it help them, but it helps us as well. 
Yeah, big shout out to them, OG sponsors since day one. And I think they're actually doing Saturday hours now. I think it's 10 to 1. Are they? Yep. So I think they said officially on Twitter, I think they're doing 10 to 1 just to get a start out. And then, of course, they do appointments too. So you can give them a call. Make sure to do that as well. I think we mentioned skate sharpening. I think it's $5 for skate sharpening. So, I mean, it's not a bad deal, honestly, Mm -hmm. if you got – if you got kiddos playing hockey or if you're in beer league and you, and you don't have time to get your skate sharpened, look at, check our boys out. Because I think uh, a staple in the uh, area, I think it's closing or it got bought out by the fight. Fi- it's like uh, five hole. It was yeah, yeah, five was hole that. hockey. Yeah, I think they got yeah, bought out by, by pure hockey and stuff like that. So they don't know how that's going to go. But yeah, so we, yeah, we got to support our guys over there at Prime Wex. They're an amazing group over there. So please. Please go check them out. They are, at, like I said, absolutely amazing. Been with us for this is episode sixty-five. If we're going by total episodes, who? Yeah, they've been with us for a long time, a long yeah. time. So yeah, amazing group over there. So yes, please, please check them out. Definitely. Okay, so I know. So wait, loves- on a fun note, before we talk about anything hurricanes, is we do have to talk about that Skyler Brindamore's team won tonight. Oh, yeah, the Frozen Four. Yep, Yep, Uh, they won. Um, They're going to the NCAA championship game against Minnesota. It'll be played 8 o'clock on Saturday. Yep, against my Minnesota golfers. That's going to be such a fun game. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I think Quinnipiac, uh, was it 5-2? 5-2. Yep, they beat Michigan 5-2. Oh, because everyone's all in on Michigan this year too, the way they've been playing. But I gonna say, wow. did Skylar have any points? Oh, I don't. Do you know? Off the I don't top know of your that head? much. No. <laughs> no, I mean for the, Skyler's been absolutely because I think the last game they played, like he got a couple goals or got a couple points, so he's been absolutely on fire. I will look. Too. Let me see. I mean, Skylar, you know. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree when it comes to Brendan Moore's and scoring goals. So I mean, it's yeah. Just, I was gonna say, are we are we really surprised though that Skylar Brendan Moore is an absolute beauty and just scoring goals and just putting up some points? It's like so. that handshaking emoji, Br- uh, emoji Brendan Moore's and scoring goals. They just they they kind of mesh together. You can't have yeah. one with the other. Yeah, it's like peanut butter. It's peanut butter and chocolate. You know, it's just it's a perfect mix. It just it just goes well together. So I mean, this is true. I mean, you know. It's like you know, certain you know, storm surges and storm brews. They just fit well with the hurricanes. So yes, N- nope, no points for for him. Nope. Huh. Oh, that's unfortunate. But hey, they still caught the dub. Hey, you know what? At least you know, they knocked up Michigan, and I'm not upset about it. So <laughs> there you go. And if our boys can't win, I'm glad they can. Yeah, you know, you know, Brindy's got a. A little, a little good news tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think I don't think uh, Roddy's gonna have a chance to go watch his son play because I know we're gonna be in Buffalo on Saturday. So, no, but he said he's probably che- he checks the scores in between in between or when oh, he yeah, can on the bench. That's good. Yeah, because because I know our game starts at seven. I think they're you said their starts at eight. eight. So yeah, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, so if you have two screens or if you have a TV and a laptop, put both on because you know you gotta support your boys. It's worth watching. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I am gonna have to go against Skyler because, like I said, it is my Minnesota Gophers. So I mean, it's the rest of the rest of us will be against you, Zach. What's new? <laughs> <laughs> I already Thanks. know what rivalry with teams with you is like so nothing <laughs> different here. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, so talk about some hurricanes real quick before we actually go into this last week of games. We are going to talk about some figures and milestones and numbers and all that good stuff as we usually do. Um, so from Walt Ruff four days ago, so we are going to go a little bit back, uh, because we're recording here on Thursday night after the Nashville game. Uh, the can talk about it. <laughs> talk about it a little bit because we're not Hurricanes podcast, and we got to talk about the good and the not so good. So, I'm well, gonna... not right now, anyway. Well, Can't not right now, but yes. Uh, the Start can... with the good. <laughs> uh, the Canes held Montreal to five or fewer shots in all three periods. Um, again, when they played in Montreal, accomplishing that feat for the first time since 2007. There have been 17 instances of an NHL team being held to 16 or fewer shots this season. And Carolina has been responsible for seven, seven of them. So, yeah, the Hurricanes are pretty good at Seth King offenses when. I they- have said multiple times now that we we are a, again, like you said, suffocating defensive team. Our defense is insane. If we can figure out our offense, watch out. And special teams. <laughs> and special teams. That's part of the offense. <laughs> offense, special teams, and some goaltending woes. <laughs> yeah, it just goes together. Uh, yeah. Also, hey, if what- nothing else, we're good at defense. <laughs> yeah, but but to but to point out though, with the goaltending woes, it's like it's not that we have bad goaltending. Like the goaltending wouldn't be an issue if you had offense that could make up for it. Yeah. See every team in the West. <laughs> Yeah, you're not kidding. Yeah. Um, we are going to talk about a certain goalie here in a little bit, but another one from Walt Ruff, because Walt Ruff is just absolutely amazing. <laughs> I do want to talk about his his interaction with Antti Ranta and social, or I guess the Oh, post, that was post. amazing. That was perfect. We are going to talk about that. Uh, Jacob Slavin, and, you know, this was from two days ago. This is the last game from Tuesday night. Uh, said to play his 579th game as a member of the Hurricanes tying Jeff Skinner for fifth most in team history since relocation. The only defenseman ahead of him, Glenn Wesley, 729 games. So congratulations to Mr. Jacob Slavin for now having 580, and now is officially fifth by himself since he just passed Jeff Skinner. So the greatest defenseman of all time. I love Glenn Wesley, but it's it's He'll pass him. He'll yeah. pass him. He'll pass him. He's not leaving the Canes <laughs> ever. I, I, whatever he wants. <laughs> I will riot because I like I love Jacob Slavin, and I'm going to be excited when his bobblehead is right here on my desk. So, yeah, guys, yeah, probably uh, get around to sending that. <laughs> Sorry, you said it, not me. Um, <laughs> About I'm at the beach, sir. I'm at the beach. It's not. Hey, it was no not excuses. Priorities. You're telling me you don't sleep with Jacob Slavin's bobblehead next to you every single night. I, be, I bet you. She, I bet you. She brought it with her to to the beach. No, <laughs> she, no. Right mine's there. sitting back home in Virginia, and yours is sitting back also in Raleigh. Oh, okay, well, mm. I have to. I have to say this: so North Carolina beaches are better than South Carolina beaches, and I don't care who says otherwise. It's just a fact. I'm sorry. Yes, I do live in South Carolina. You but... can't compare. You can't compare Dirty Myrtle to any of these beaches. No, uh-uh. none, not at all. Yeah, yeah. Because I know you said you're in which one again? I kind of. Um... 
I'm not telling that for safety reasons. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> um, hold on. I have to look because I always forget. Um, it's not when we, well, it's not when we, we normally go to. No, right. we don't normally go to it. It's Holden Beach. That's where um, we go. Because like we've been to Top Sail and we've been to Carolina. Like I've been all to them. I haven't been to this one before. And this one's like a really, it's a really family. Like there's been barely, I know it's not quite season yet, but there's barely been anyone here. And if it has, it's all just been families. So that's not too bad. Yeah, it's kind of nice. We've had like yeah. the whole stretch of beach right here almost to ourselves. That's, that's fantastic. Not too yeah, How's the well, water? Um, <laughs> it's actually not bad. It's like fifties. Um, oh, when you first, it's a, it's a little shocking when you first get in, but then when you get there, it kind of feels nice. Honestly, if it was a little warmer outside, it wouldn't be as shocking. Right. Right. Yeah, because the last time I was in the north was at the beaches was like Outer Banks, and this was like. Eight years ago, so it's been a bit. Need to need to make a trip back. Up I need there. to get out. We there this we summer. normally do one family beach trip a year, and we normally go on like the off season ish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we booked this last year actually because we wanted to make sure we had a house big enough for all of us. No, and even, even now it's still not quite big enough, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, Bill, you need to come back out here again so we all can just hang out and. Just, I miss Nags yeah. Head. I miss come, come get sunburned. <laughs> I I was literally talking to somebody at work about this today. I was like, what I wouldn't give to go and be sunburned. I, I miss the beach so much. <sighs> I know. I was, I was I'm excited. I was pale out here. <laughs> well, I was excited because I haven't been sunburned like this since like years of playing soccer and volleyball out in the sun mm. and being out. And now I'm like an adult and I work during the summertime <laughs> and I hate it. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I was just thinking, I was like, oh, I can't wait to get, I want to get a little sunburn and like touch, like be You'll out there. But then I was like, it'll be nice. I know. And then I was like, oh, I have a wedding next weekend and I cannot be a lobster for it. So I'm being very careful. This is the first sunburn I've got from this week, thankfully. And I think it'll fade in a week, hopefully. So yeah. Nice. No, you'll be fine. Okay, so talking about goalies, I know. <laughs> anyway, back on we topic. We have to. Well, no, well, this is this is still good news. This is still good news because this is okay. about. It's still good of... news because it's about Father Finn. Yes, it's the father of the Finns. Uh, it's Mister Andy Beach himself. Because you know. on Peranta. Yes, uh, a goalie that is. 15-0-2 in his last 17 decisions in a national hockey it, Well, it's the same photo with Mr. Martin Nietzsche's, Marty Nietzsche's. Uh, national Hockey League's current leader in overtime goals because the Hurricanes won in overtime for in their 22nd of the season. I'm so, I'm so sick of seeing free hockey. I love hockey. Also, but I, don't I love that it. much hockey. It's stressful. And also, I want to say, I know we talk, we praise Natchez for his overtime, and it is glorious. But I need to say, because for as much grief as we have given this kid because he snake bit, Jarvis worked his ass off, and he oh, gave he him did. two beautiful passes. One that nature's just missed a wraparound on and then that drop pass to him for that overtime winner you have to give so much credit to jarvis like he's not going to get his praises sung as much because he wasn't the goalie and he wasn't the game-winning goal but he did all the work to make it happen oh Oh, he did the martin nature's well i think it was a wraparound on the backhand too so like that was a little bit tough so i kind of i kind of get why that one didn't go in as you know well, he wasn't ready for the initial pass, and so then he took it around the net and missed it. But 
uh, the well, initial pass was. Yeah, I really thought you were about to say he wasn't ready to be the center of all those highlight reels. <laughs> I have to, I have to say that the photos afterward though of him and celebrating in front of the fans and you see like the little girl just going absolutely bonkers. Mm-hmm. Hockey pictures that go hard, mm-hmm. like just Insert absolute picture chill. here. Yeah, it's like, those ab- it's those pictures chill. and the pictures when you get the sad fans in the background. Those are the two oh, kind of pictures man. that are just. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Chef's kiss, amazing. Yeah, Mister Overtime is we're officially calling him. Martin Nietzsche is just mm-hmm. doing his thing. Auntie Ranta, Andy Beach, Father Finn, you know Papa Finn. How, insert nickname here of this guy. He's been absolutely on fire. I and here's another Wins- great. Tip. Oh, I was going to ask you. It might be your next stat. Is it? Do you know the last time? How long oh. he's last time he lost at home? Uh, his last nine games at home, actually, he is nine zero and zero with a nine twenty three save percentage and three shutouts. So it's um, it's been a bit. Ooh. It's been I'm, a bit. I can't find, I can't find the stat. I have to look for it. But I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw somewhere that he hasn't lost on home ice since twenty twenty two. Sounds about right. Because like, yeah, because the last nine home games he's actually played, he's perfect that with a, is with, with with a 920 and three shutties it, it makes you minutes. it makes you think too going into the last week and stretch of games before we get into the postseason which we're already here i feel like the season has flown by i don't know how you guys feel um it's, but, yeah, it's been flying for sure um but it, it's one of those things you think about taking that stat into account and taking into account unfortunately the chances that freddie has caught lately who you roll with game one as of right now and i said this in another tweet earlier today i think it's got a lot it's got some traction i mean of course you know anything hurricanes related um between the three of us tweeting something out they've been getting a lot of traction on them yeah. Um, I think right now I I love Freddie, but you roll with know. Ronta. It's yeah, Ronta. I, I don't. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was gonna get to. It's like I love Freddie, but right now I don't know what's happening. But um, so the thing with Freddie that I have started to notice is that he he starts not like he doesn't. The phrases doesn't start on time. Like he lets in some shaky goals and then he starts playing phenomenal. But at that point you can't with this team, you can't do that because Mm -hmm. what we, what we really excel at. And especially that's kind of our game. I think our game plan right now is because we've lost players such as fetch and patches is that we need to get our goals and focus on that. I never like just to play defense, but since our defense is such a shutdown defense and we allow such little goal, like goals mm-hmm. is that we really then focus on defending our leads or really getting a lead out in front. So getting a start from behind is especially difficult for this team, especially now as we are a little bit snake bit and we're not a big goal scoring team right now. Um, and unfortunately, Freddie has been doing that to us a little bit. He's been letting in some really, I mean, granted tonight was different. We let in a shorthanded goal. That was all the power play. I know we talk about how bad the power play has been. And then every now and then they score and we're like, Oh, maybe they figured it out. 
I don't know how you can look at that power play and not realize it's so broken that now it's costing us goals, not just costing us momentum, but costing us goals. Like that's bad. That's severely bad. Well, here's the bad thing too. It's like in the last two weeks, we got shut up by Tampa on the 20th of March. And now we just got shut up by Nashville tonight. Goal differential between those two games, seven to zero. So, I mean, it's not the greatest. And if you want to look back at it, like March 12th, lost 3 nothing to New Jersey. Night before, lost 4 nothing to the Kings. I mean, we've had a lot of shutout losses since March 11th. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like – and, like, the team – like, you know, they did score five against Toronto, scored three against Boston, lost in the shootout. Scored two against Detroit. Unfortunately, that is what it is. Uh, did beat Montreal 3 nothing. I mean – Getting shutout wins against Montreal, nothing surprising here, especially when it's Anthony Ranta now because he just loves shutting out Montreal. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's great. We love to see it. It's like death taxes. Anthony Ranta shuts out Montreal. And, I mean, they did score two against the Islanders, and they did have to come, you know, back uh, not come back, but they kind of had to, like, dig deep against Ottawa and win and score three. So, I mean, it's yeah, – I mean, the thing is with me – or with missing Svetch – We've shown that we know how to win. We've shown that we can do something with the group that we have. It's just I mean, one yeah. of those things. It, like you can't keep sitting here and saying or giving excuses and saying, "Hey, Svetch is the reason why we suck." It's not because we've shown again. We've shown we can win. We've shown that we have the potential to still be a good team. Missing who is I mean, arguably our star player. I mean, but, yeah, yeah, three game. I mean, you just had a three game winning streak before tonight. I mean, even like you can't that. keep using that excuse. You no. at this point, at this point, you can't keep using the excuse. Okay, the reason we're losing is because we didn't get a goal score at the deadline. Uh, reason we keep losing that's is because our goaltending is that's awful. such a lazy. That's such we a lazy need, take. I'm not saying you're saying. I'm just saying. It's, no, 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 no. And the, I get the, it. The deadline take is so too. lazy. It's such a lazy take. I'm well, so and it's also you. just t- picking up one goal score during the deadline that wouldn't have automatically. You've seen what Team Liar is doing with the Devils. But it wouldn't have automatically fixed the power play. That's the thing. The power play is what always needed to be fixed. Mm -hmm. Because that is the thing, like I said, when we we played the Bruins, like I said, watch, we're going on this power play and it's going to kill our momentum. And it did. And my dad literally turned to me and he goes, you were right. That took away. We had all of the momentum and it just killed it. That needs to be fixed. And I I honestly, in the... (laughs) I don't think it's going to happen, but like what we, what you want in the off season is to pick up a, a power play coach. Like that's what I want. I don't care about players anymore. Give me a coach that can fix that for us mm-hmm. because we've, we've figured out the penalty kill. Rod has given us great five on five and overall great team mentality. Give me someone that gets that one last special team to figure itself out. Because even today on ESPN, they were like, they have the guys on it that can do it. But they're not like something is not clicking. We who did we um, who did we play Tuesday? Ottawa. <laughs> Ottawa. Ottawa had a great power play. Mm-hmm. Ottawa's what one of the h- highest ranking power plays. At least that's what they were saying. Maybe I misheard, but I'm pretty sure they are. And they were. I was like, why? Why can't you just watch that and imitate it? You have the guys to do it. And I will say, the more I've watched especially tonight when it was frustration city because nothing would go in. I will say us going back and forth and kicking it out to the point, as much as I love Burns, shot, as much as I love Shay 
and ghosts and all of that, it's becoming so predictable mm-hmm. that uh, you need to have. They are tied uh, for seventh, by the yeah. way. Okay, that's. I mean, that's that's pretty good compared to us. Um, Oilers have thirty two point six. But so it was just I've seeing that I'm like that is that is it's getting old like i can tell what we're gonna do granted mm-hmm. i watch this all the time but i'm sure other teams watch what our power play does and they're like this is how you i mean that's probably a huge it. point of contention in the locker room before the game even starts is you can read their power play so well night uh 20.3 percent for 19th in the league for the hurricanes in terms of their power play also barely 20 percent also, another point they made tonight, which was interesting. Not it's it's a point about Fetch. It's not about like, hey, we can't win without him or whatever. But it was interesting. Um, it wasn't the worst ESPN broadcast I've been a part of. It did feel like another Nashville home one. Which, granted, they were the home team and they were playing better. But thank you, still. Kevin Weeks, for at least trying. Right. <sighs> yes. Um, at but least, what they did, did note is when you took off, when Svech went out of the lineup, you lost a high danger, longer, long range shot. Like we do yep. have Shea, we do have Bernsey, but Svech would shoot from outside the dots. And they said, as great as Aho is, he is amazing. He is a, he is much more of an up close, up close range, high danger. Yeah, and Natchez, Natchez is taking these long shots and they're not dangerous either. Well, his, and, and, his aren't and, as dangerous like stretches is. Well, yeah, because Walt because Walt tweeted out tonight during the game. I forget. I think it was during the second period. He said that the Hurricanes are out shooting Nashville, but they had one one high danger chance by that point. And it's like yep. you you can't do you can't have just one. Mm-mm. And you're like in and, the second and- period. It's just. Yeah, that's, like where, that's where I stand by in saying that Svet, losing Svetch was it, it it all it did was just expose and worsen the problems that we have yet to get under control. It it's almost seems like it's not it's not to the point where it's debilitating, but it's almost to the point where it's almost crippling a a massive hole and a problem that's yeah. going like, to, it's going to get, like you said, exposed. I think it's going to make it worse when you're going oh, yeah. to the playoffs. And like I said, we're, we mainly stay positive on this podcast because, you know, we you know want to be, because we love our team, but you know, like I said, we're not going to be, you know, we're not going to Jack Edwards it up and be homers and stuff like that. We are going to talk about, you know, struggles, but yeah. There's it's, no ignoring. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like right now it's like, I mean, Luckily, this team isn't built on a one man's going to run the show and carry us like McDavid or you know, insert other guy who's basically destroying all the other teams. That's exactly what losing Svetch has shown us, too, is this team well, is uh, made yeah. up of a lot of different moving parts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, luckily, also having, you know, uh, Nugent Hopkins is over 100 and also Leon Dreisaitl, but still, though, like, they don't have a whole lot of other I thought you were going to say no. McAho. I didn't know where you were going with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but it's just, it's just Edmonton. Like Edmonton is three hundred point guys, but you look at the defense, you look at goaltending. Yeah, they're doing okay, but they're not. You know, I don't think Edmonton's going to make a run, even though the Athletics says that they have better odds than the Hurricanes. Which, whatever. Miss me with that. I will. So I yes, I generally stay pretty positive. I will say tonight kind of hit home a little bit more with the power play. Like the power play is always. 
it's to the point where my dad always turns to look at me and he's like, what are they going to do with the power play? And I'm like, I don't, I don't even know because I try not to focus on it because one, I have no control over it and nothing has changed. So I can't be upset about it every game because then I would be upset every game, even when we're winning. So normally it's just a dark horse that I put over to the side and I'm like, let's focus on the positives of the game. This one, because it resulted in an early goal, irked me a little bit more than it usually does. Um, And so that just kind of, that drove a point. It also of a game where like technically looking at all the chances, Carolina should have had more sorrows played amazing. And we got gypped by two of the worst rules in the NHL. Technically, I mean, I know, I know it's what it is. It is what it is. Um, I know the goalie interference. I I knew when they challenge it, we very, rarely get that not called on us. So I was like, well, whatever, we're not going to get that goal. That's done. Some getting one call- broadcast game. Did you expect anything less? Getting, oh, getting the, Brent, one- the Brent Burns one. That one's the Brent Burns brutal. one actually oh. makes me upset because I'm sorry. And I know this is a rule and I know there's nothing to change about it, but I'm sorry. As someone that played again, I've read the before soccer. I know, I know, and I know offsides is a little different, but offsides was always if, if the person that was offsides influenced the play. Yes, that mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't count. This makes me so mad. If that puck had just gone into their zone, if it hadn't gone in the net, the play would have continued. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so yeah, dumb exactly. to me. Like, nothing, Stepan and Jarvis, nothing about them being one step away from that line influenced that puck from going in the net. Yeah, that's definitely one of those, like, like technicalities. Just, it's one, yeah, it's one of those tic tac technicality goals. It's just. And I'm just saying for this game, of course, that's what we would find, though. Like, we already get the goalie interference call on us, and we would find the other weird tic-tac-y rule that's like, to heck, Nabbit, can we just have a goal count? Because I feel like that type of – I feel like that – yeah, and I felt like that even after the first one was disallowed, I felt like with the push that we had, like, we kept kept Nashville in their zone so much, and even weeks – and uh, PK were talking about it. They're like, Nashville can't do anything because they're hounded in their zone for so long that then when they finally get to clear it, then all they can do is go change because they're too tired and they have no push. And I was like, that is what we do. They were complimenting the Jordan stall line. I was like, that is what we do. If we had gotten one goal to go in on Soros, I think it would have given us even more of a push in our momentum to be like, we can do this. But because we couldn't crack him and the two times we could – it got disallowed. I could see it deflate us even more. Like that's just so backbreaking. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's one of those things. Unfortunately, and I mean now it's like it's one of those games where it's like, yep, yeah, it's one of those. Shake it off. Do what you got to do. Get ready for Buffalo on. Uh, well, I was going to say Saturday night. It's actually a twelve thirty game on Saturday, so I'll miss the entire thing. But. Yeah, hey, Bailey, Bailey gets a brunch and some hockey because 10.30 starts on the mountain time. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Hopefully, Gotta go hurricane... find somewhere to watch it because I feel like I can't be here. I need more of a people environment to watch this thing. <laughs> hey, mimosas and hockey is the way to be. Hey. So, I mean, it's definitely, it, I mean, it is what it is. It, it it's, it's one of those games. It's yeah. also a game where you kind of, I, I feel like you can't just sit there and brush it off because there's obviously oh, no. stuff to do. 
Mm -hmm. There's things that need to get fixed. There's things that you need to go over video for or uh, rework before playoffs hit. Because this this is how we're going into playoffs. I and the fact that Florida has been on a Alex Lyon is now five and zero on a massively (laughs) stupid run that he's on right now. I think he had like fifty saves tonight or some not. It was like over fifty. Of course he did. Yeah, he's like five and zero. His save percentage is absolutely through the roof. Like, and the bad thing is, Florida has the first wild card. That means we would get Florida, and Alex Lyon on fire. Oh, we get the first one. Number, yeah, the number two. Yeah, that's how that's working. Yeah, because the because the because the best team in the East gets the worst wild card team, and that means it's the second best team, which is still Carolina. We would get Florida, and I'm like. The Islanders in Pittsburgh need to figure it out, or we'll be seeing Florida in the first round. And I do not want to see a Florida team that's absolutely that's on riding fire their right hot goalie. But at the same time, with all of that said, playoffs, like we say, are a completely different beasts. So if we can oh, sit and kind of rely on the fact that hey, playoffs will kind of give us a different fire under our, you know, what's. I mean, yeah, like I said, Pan- the Panthers and Islanders are tied in points. Right, yeah, it's right. I think the last time I checked, I think Florida was first wild card still. So yeah, but I mean, like they're not they're not running away with it. No, and 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 surprisingly, the Penguins have one point less. So it's still close, but it still it still makes you like, oh, if it's Florida, like like Bailey said, it's a completely different animal when you go into the playoffs. But a hot Florida team right now, especially with Alex Lyon playing absolutely out of his mind. Obviously, Sam Wismer somewhere is absolutely fist pumping the air and proving everyone that her guy is mm-hmm. lights out, which he is. So, I mean, it's it's going to be very interesting. And like, and like what? So it's just with the playoffs. I mean, you've got to write right now. It's Ronta. He's on an absolute, like I said, fifteen zero and seven, fifteen zero and two. He's on an absolute heater right now. Like I said, just shut out Montreal Saturday night. It's one of those things where it's like kind of have to go with him game one i mean i hate it for freddie but you got to go with a goalie who's mainly hot and but also uh, ronda's honestly ronda pro has proven himself since day one of this season because oh yeah no he really was not freddie wasn't ready ronda was like okay i'll step up you had me step up at the end of last year and he really honestly he carried us in boston he carried us in boston honestly ronda like I know sometimes where we're like, oh, he's like, because he always gave his way as like he's number two. And in that giant shell of a goalie suit, he looks like a little fragile turtle, but (laughs) he's so sweet. And he's, but he's dependable. And like, really, the only thing keeping him, I think, for any team not being a number one would be injuries because of age and injuries. Mm -hmm. And that's unfortunate with him. But I also thinking about, with how he's been playing and we talk about our goalie situation for next year, it kind of makes me want, like, I know we're like, Oh, we don't know if we're keeping Freddie or not. And we think unfortunately Ronta's going to go, but yep. on, honestly, in my mind with the way they've been going recent, I was like, I wish there was a way we could keep Ronta because he is such a dependable number two. Well, I was actually, I was actually going to bring that up. Actually, it was going to be interesting. Actually, <laughs> actually, actually, <laughs> my family, you know what? My wife and everyone gives me crap for that. I actually do say that word. Actually, actually, 
<laughs> we love you. Sorry. <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm I'm used to getting made fun of for saying actually too many times in the same sentence, almost like with the, with one word in between. But with Ranta, I was just thinking about this today. It would make sense if we're gonna bring someone back next year. If like there's like say you know we brought up Swayman, doubtful it's gonna happen. You, you I mean, who knows that that's gonna happen for us? I guess we'll see. But if there if we do bring a goalie back next year with Piotr, I wouldn't be upset if it was Ranta. Like if we bring him back and be like a one A one B with Piotr instead of a one and two. So that we know he can kind of like, like Ranta is the guy and he kind of like has a little bit more of the ice time and, you know, teach Piotr as they go together. I think that right now that nice veteran presence for Piotr being exactly because I mean, there's just, it's just like Freddie seems like he's a really quiet guy. And I also like nothing against, like I said, nothing against Freddie. We love him and all that stuff, but if you want a guy like that's going to nurture a young guy like Piotr, I think Ronta would be it. Cause I mean, he is father Finn. He is, you know, the guy who's always smiling, having a good time, you know, but he, takes, but he gets the job done too. So if the Canes go with Ronta and um, Piotr next season, you're talking $4 million between our goalies. Because they both, because they both, because right now they, Ranta it makes two million. Piotr's going to start making two million next season. You're talking four million dollars for your goalies. I mean, what do you Not both? Think, what do you both think about that? If it's if it's Ranta Piotr next season, if we don't have a chance at someone like Swayman, I or Belmalka or insert goalie yeah, here, I would say. I mean, that's what we started the season with. And granted, we didn't start. I mean, we started okay. We didn't start super great. But honestly, I wouldn't be super upset about it. I, I just think, I do think Piotr, he needs a, he needs some time to adjust. He can't Im- immediately be number one. I don't no, think Ron, yeah. I don't think Ronda can be number one and take the load himself. So I guess if I would put the two of, I, yeah, I could see the two of them. That's um, why and you're right. The, if we're going to talk about like how the culture and kind of like nurturing guys and like getting them, I would see he would be able to do that. Ronto would be the guy that I'd want to do that with Piotr, honestly. Yeah, that, also, yeah. you don't really want to break up all our fins. I love all our fins together. Yeah, because <laughs> that's, that's what I was saying. If it, like, it'd be like what Allmark and Swayman were last year for Boston, where it was like, you know, they kept flip-flopping. I was like, 1A, 1B. If one guy gets high, he might play a couple of games and they throw the other guy in. So it's like, it's a more even, like, let's say one guy gets like 44 games I, and the other guy gets the other. And I would be fine with that. Like, you, not every years. team is going to have a knock, like one giant knockout goaltender, right? Like, yes, they have. So there's, you know, there's Vassy for a little bit with uh, Tampa and then you've got Shesterkin and then you've got Omar, like every, like a couple teams have a really hot goaltender. All right. But then there's other teams where they have one and they're like, they're like sorrows. Like they're, they're good, but they're not enough to like push their team into a big playoff contention spot or to hold their team together. I think that pairing would be fine. If we had the defense we have now and 
we figure out with our off, we get our guys back from injury and we figure out our offense. I wouldn't be upset with that pairing backing us up. I don't think they would be a liability. Mm-hmm. I think those two, and I think those two have chemistry with our team that I would be fine with. I don't think we'd all mat- automatically have like a Vizino winner or anything, but no, but like, like, so like Bailey, what do you think about a possible Ranta uh, Piotr next season? And do you see like a one, eight, one, one and two, or do you see like a one, a one B kind of split? I like what are the, you I I don't think the Canes are a the type of team to sit during the regular season anyway to sit here and say this is our number one guy this is and this is the guy that we'll use when the number one guy fails to show up for us we have a, a, usually in most cases been a one way one a one b type situation we have but then again we've also been a team that has had very inconsistent goalies so um i i I think they roll with a 1a 1b type situation regardless of who kind of comes in to fill whatever role uh we're left behind with um we know piotr is going to be with us next season uh, it's just a matter of who fills that second spot, whether it be Ranta coming back or whether it be a guy like Vimelka, who I would love to see in a role with Piotr. Man, get get him on a proper defense. Like his that dude is good. It's just unfortunately with Arizona, but get him on a good team like that. Watch I'd, out. But then I mean, I would love to it. see that, but I don't think it turns into a situation where we're relying on where we're relying on one goalie to be our star. Right. I if mean, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if the Hurricanes somehow got Swayman, which I don't know how we're going to pull that off, that would most likely be a one, two, or like a, a very far. It really, it, it does fringe. depend on that, the that, that, Yeah. Now, if it's Swayman, then it's definitely going to be a fringe one, a one B, but it's going to be like a one. And You're two. writing that line, but yeah, I, it's, I, it's that I can gray area that. of the split or it's but, one and oh, two. Man. Again, that's a situation where you're predicting that Swayman shows up and he's playing on like the tippity top of his game, which he, which he can, which he does, which he does, Joe. But But (laughs) if Piotr wasn't like, (laughs) he throws a wrench in it. If he was still not like quite ready and he still had to play down in the HL. Oh man. If you could just think like, Again, this is thinking if we got Swayman, but he had Swayman and then you had Ronta as a backup. Oh my gosh. That would be so nice. And then you have Piotr come up the next. Oh, I hate yeah. the one scenarios. They hurt me. Yeah. They hurt my brain and they hurt me. It's that contract. It's not yeah. going to happen, so, but I mean. I don't know. That That's just the way that I see it. Uh, it. It really just depends on who the Canes pick up, and there's no point in playing what ifs right now because there's no way of knowing what Don yeah, Waddell and company will do during the offseason with this. As, as I always, I, their monopoly money. As I, I always do, say, I don't, I don't envy their job, but I mean, like I said, I, I, love, do think, I love Freddie, but. I do think, and I agree that I saw a take tonight, and I don't remember if it was just a Canes fan or if it was like like a news person uh, where they said with this, Freddie is kind of guaranteed not starting playoff, not guaranteed not pl- game one of playoffs. And so I, I, oh, sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of agreed with that. Honestly, the way, again, the way that Freddie, in my opinion, the way that he's been playing i think 
he has been guaranteeing that we we don't sign him or we don't keep him be- just because of his inconsistency. The yeah. it's the it's the I mean that's why time. isn't that why he left Toronto though? Or isn't that why he wasn't yeah, given another well, contract he, well, he, well, he was, well, because he of his got, inconsistency. He, well, he got injured a lot. Well, well it's his, in, his injury time, the playoffs, and then the, the inconsistency yeah. when he comes back is what's hurting us now. Yeah, it's in the well. The playoffs. I mean, some games were his fault. Some games that the Leafs didn't have defense. So I mean, it's 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 a weird. The whole Freddie in Toronto is a whole weird thing. You got to ask like an actual Toronto fan. Who's well, that's dangle? Come on, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Um, it's it's one of those things, it's it's a weird enigma of like how they see that, see Freddie in Toronto. But I don't know, like I said, it's like you said, Kat, earlier, it's one of those things where you can't just kind of give up a couple goals and it's like, okay, I'm gonna start playing. And it's like, well, okay, you put us in a hole now, kind yeah, of because I don't, I don't blame him for the first one. Well, no, Tonight. but um, the second, he's, he's the second a of, one, a lot of soft goals recently. Yeah, and the goals. second one, the second one, as weird as it was, I think if you're ready for it, like if you were on, ready for the game, top of your senses, ready to go, that doesn't dialed, dialed in. Yeah, it's yeah. Like and like I said, we love all of our guys. You're gonna, you know, it's just, it's it's becoming a glaring problem now that's yep. this is and now it's like okay it's every once in a while it happens a goalie has a you know a weird game now it's it's like it's almost becoming a little too consistent right so and i will say cat to kind of go along with that too i did remember seeing a tweet from alex ahari um a little while back um saying that he in his opinion Oh, the way him. that okay. things, yeah, the way that things have been going lately, Ronta looks to be the guy that the Canes roll with game one. Yeah, they, they kind of have to. Like, and I wholeheartedly the, agree. Even not seeing ride, that tweet, I would have said the same. Yeah, you got to ride the hot goalie going into the playoffs, and right now it's right now it's anti Ronta, and like I said, you got Buffalo coming up on Saturday, which then, we'll most likely see Ronta against. I would think probably so. I'm. I wish I can say it's a definite yes, but I'm still not sure. So, yeah, so you got Buffalo Saturday, you got an off day, then you got a back-to-back where you're in Ottawa Monday night at seven, and then the last home game of the season is against Detroit at seven o'clock on Tuesday. You're off on the twelfth, and then you got the last game of the season on the thirteenth on Thursday against the Panthers. Yep. So you got four games left. Buffalo, you get three road games, Buffalo, then a back-to-back against Ottawa and Detroit, and you got Florida. And right now, as the standings sit, Hurricanes still have a game in hand and got one point up. Bailey, why are you Bailey? <laughs> no, something's happening with my Eagles. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, right now it's, like I said, the Hurricanes still have Destiny in their hands. They still got the game in hand. They still got the point. It's just... Right now they're at plus fifty in goal differentials. The Devils are sixty one. The Rangers are fifty six. And then it's Toronto forty eight. And then we need, I. We need to win Saturday. You, you, you honestly at this point you, you basically got to go into every single game going for wins because right now the Devils are like I said a point back. 
yes, you've got a game in hand, but you can't rely on other teams because the Devils just beat Columbus 8-1. And I know it's Columbus, but the, it's still the Devils. They've been pretty that's good for most of That's still a pretty season. dominant win, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's – Putting boots the butts basically and just kicking it. It's it's one of those things where you can't take it. You can't take a night off for the rest of the season. It's four games. That's a shits and giggles win. So yeah, like I said, because yeah. so here's the thing: either you get Florida Island, you get Florida, the Islanders, or Pittsburgh because you went in the division, mm-hmm. or you get the Rangers. Pass. That's and that's Ask. where that's where because <laughs> yeah the Rangers have 104 points but they have 12 overtime losses they're still picking up points so like that's the and that's the thing that I'm worried about too because the because the Rangers are only five points back this, this is kind of where like I said it's either you start winning games and winning your division and just take care of the one of the wild card teams or you get the Rangers I rather I rather go win this dang division. And take care of one of those guys. I mean, it's not going to be an easy one because it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. I'd rather deal with one of those three teams' fans is really what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes. Because the discrepancy between the fact that the Rangers are five points back compared to Florida where they're 20 points back because they're at 89. Like I said, the playoffs are different. But, yeah, you said fan-wise it's going to be a lot easier to handle. But, so all Caniacs need to hope that Saturday, one that the boys start on time. The devils need to lose. Too. We need we need the devils to start losing. Okay, but we're focusing on our game now, Zach. We yeah. need to wish on that. We need to hopefully the power play <laughs> something happens. Rod, um, one of those. One of those. It's going to be one of those nights where something happens and it works. Um, and we also need to wish uh, that Tage Thompson has a terrible hockey game. Oh yeah, yeah. It's for the sake, for our sake, and also for the sake of our fantasy hockey championship. <laughs> <laughs> which by the which by the way, I'm, I'm glad my team finally decided to show up in the third place game. <laughs> Me, me, and me and Joel are just absolutely just blitzkrieging the entire league in terms of points. We're already in the fifty point range. Not. Excuse me, excuse me. I am five points behind you. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it it's not my fault. You lost I'm, by a point. I'm also so no. I'm mad that his team showed up for that one game and then didn't show up for anything else. <laughs> Also mad that one of you two losers are going to get fourth place instead of I can't even get fourth place. It's so annoying. By one of the losers, uh, she means Zach. <laughs> Is it? Wait, I'm, no. I'm, I'm oh, you're, right you're, yeah, no, yeah, you're not. Mind, you're not winning right now. I was. Oh, you must have passed me then. But still, though. Hey, I was in last place at one point with a 2% chance of making the playoffs at 2-8, and eight, and I still came back. And I'm in the third place game. So I don't hear anyone saying about quitting their leagues and just giving up. <laughs> you know what's you, you okay? I I Spencer. will say I will say this one thing. Uh, unlike the Canes, I do think I would have won if I had Svetch in my lineup still that last week. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it is what it's like I said for the hurricanes until our next episode, which would be after 
actually would be the last game of the regular season. So I guess we'll have mm-hmm. a what day is that again? Was it the Thursday? I know it's Thursday, but what what's the actual <laughs> I know it's Thursday, cat. Thirteenth. Uh, thank you. Um mostly they'll probably be our season wrap up show. I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if it's gonna be that night or Friday. I guess the I guess our, our regular season wrap up before I was we go into the say, playoffs. Don't don't before, count your chickens. Before, before <laughs> we're we guaranteed the, we're guaranteed four more games, Zach. Come on now. <laughs> I meant regular season. <laughs> At it's least been long, it's been a long day. It's already Friday morning. Okay. You say that again. Five, I, I have to be up at five fifteen. How's so Friday feel, guys? Sucks to suck. <laughs> I get to up, sleep babe. in and wake up on the beach. <laughs> well, well, I just have to go. T- I have to go drop my wife off at work. I'll come right back. Come and go right back to sleep. But still, um, but yeah, I guess right now four games left. Still control your own destiny. Just take one game at a time. Get wins. I mean, if you have to rely on the Devils to lose, sure, but just take care of your business. Take get also hot, they, get, they get, just, get hot get hot before you get into the playoffs. Also, they, one quick reminder. Sorry, Bailey, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. it's okay. One quick reminder. Listen, on Kane's Twitter, we are all very stressed out at this moment. Okay, <laughs> we are all just dealing with things as we know how. Mm-hmm. Don't lash out at your other Kane's fans for things that they are probably just as frustrated about as you are because first of all they have no control over it they just have a control about how they react to it and honestly let them react however they want i know it can range from dooming the team to oh no we're awful and it can also range from oh well let's focus on the positives and also can range to stupid little emojis where i try to summon puck luck and to be fair it worked because it stopped a puck on our goal line that was oh, look that at that. Was <laughs> I'll take yeah, credit I'll, for that. I'll, 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 I don't know how that I would have taken credit for a goal, but um, I don't know how that didn't go in. But <sighs> puck luck, Zach, puck luck. I summoned it and it worked mm-hmm. anyway. I'm I'm just saying, and I, I've, I've just noticed I've had some of these interactions more, and then we come to the thing of being like, hey, we're on the same side. Sorry, got a little testy. Obviously, we're all frustrated. Obviously, it's a very high emotional time at the end of the season, but remember fellow Cans fans do not control the power play we do not control what goalie is in net we do not control that we don't have svetch we're all along for the same ride and honestly you just got to go with it like and honestly if you're being too stressed out and yell and lashing out at people and you can't seem to stop maybe you should turn the tv off for playoffs yep just an idea because or, I'm going to tell you go right touch now. touch some grass and then come back to the game. This is the uh, tip of the iceberg for I, how Kane's hockey is going to be the next couple weeks. <laughs> I, I would love to actually just interact with Walt Ruff's tweets without having to quote tweet him or actually tweet out of myself. I would like to actually comment his to his actual tweets. I'd like to actually talk to Walt again. That man said, no, I am preserving myself and my state of mind. He, yes, he needs it for playoffs because whoo, Kane's fans. Oh, I, I will say. I, I speaking can, I can, of, I'm so I'm so glad Walt Ruff was not here for the Dark Ages because, oh boy. Speaking speaking of Walt though, we just have to man that man really does his job because even Ranta had a little comment about it. Um, what did he What did he say exactly? It was all oh, oh, about the um. 
I forget what exactly it was, but like they're talking about his record, and he's like, "Oh no, I'm not really aware of that, but I'm sure Walt will tell me about it." <laughs> and then yeah. he was like, "I don't really care about some stuff, but my wife tells me when I get home." <laughs> Walt's like tweeting, like like peeking through the eye, like peeking through his fingers, because it's just like, "Ah, oh, I'm sorry." It's just like that was just so great. The fact that Anti is like, you know, Walt Ruff probably tweeted it out. It's just like. Hey, but no, no, but honestly, though, so glad we got Walt. He does, he works his absolute tail off. The mailbags he's done this year with like a bunch of like former fantastic with a bunch of former alumni and just like special guests of like with the equipment team and a whole bunch of other stuff. It's just like I said, we appreciate him. I know because I think because he was in Nashville tonight because I think he says like one of those like he kind of goes to some games, but not all of them on the road. Yeah, he, he doesn't go to all of them. Yeah, but for the fact that he was able to go to Nashville and you know be there I'm with still the team, so mad so. that man wasn't in Colorado. But yeah, appreciate Walt, and you know, mm-hmm. he, like he he only just gives the news; he's not in control of things. But we're glad to have him in Carolina. So, yep, thank you, Walt, for all you do. I appreciate any lines that he gives us, <laughs> <laughs> uh, whether they be Google Getty images or actual so ones. <laughs> so great! Oh. uh, Another thing that the Hurricanes show, we got to do a massive shout to um, it's Kaylee. The Daily Kurt. Kaylee. Yes. The, thank you. I, I knew the I was, flags. Yeah. So the Hurricanes uh, tweeted out today that they did give the flags to the guys. Um, and they even actually did a thread tweet with uh, crediting her for setting all the stuff up. So massive shout out to her. Um, she Thanks did an for amazing getting the surge cast on there. It yes. was so sweet. You saw Patches with his crutches and Svetch with his boot, and they both just looked so with his brace, happy. Not knee brace. Knee I'm, brace. I'm, whatever is on his leg. Um, <laughs> they just look so honestly very happy to have that. So it's it, yeah. that, that's the good side of Caniacs. Let's focus on spreading that kind of yes, that influence yeah. around. Yeah. So big shout out to Daily Kaylee. Just amazing job setting all that stuff up, getting the flag. To, obviously, big shout out to the Canes again and the flags to the guys to show their support. So it, it's like you said, Kat, it's another great thing of why being a Caniac is so great and interacting with everyone that. We know on Twitter and also we've met in person and stuff like that too. So, you know, gotta got love the fan base, you know? Yeah, it, it gets a little crazy sometimes, but, you know, also gotta love them too. So, yep. last couple of games of the season, let's go. And if any of you guys will be at the game on t- last home game on Tuesday, I might see you there. There, there we go. go. All right. Well, before we get to the home game on Tuesday, you can take care of business Saturday, take care of business on Monday. And, See how the rest of the season goes. But before we head off into sleep after this episode, uh, Kat, where can people find you on the socials? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Kaniac Chick. Uh, you can also find me on TikTok and Instagram at KVTHunter74. Um, love talking all things hockey and posting silly little videos. So, yeah, come comment, interact. You can also tell me if there's a video or a sound that you think would be a fun video, I'm always down for suggestions as well. Um, I also help run the um, five minute game network, TikTok. It's at five game S N all spelled out. 
Um, and if you're looking for other places to find Five Minute Game Sports Network, you can look on YouTube at 5GSN, which is the number 5GSN, and on Twitter at 5 in a Game SN, all spelled out again. Bailey, where can people find you on the socials? You can find me on Twitter at Bailey Curtis, and that's going to be Bailey with two Y's. Um, love interacting with y'all, uh, especially as we start making our final push into playoffs. Uh, love talking with you guys. Uh, if you're looking for more personal kind of insight to the uh, th- crazy thing that is my life, um, you can find me over on Instagram at Bailey Lynn Curtis. Um, I also help run things over on the YouTube side of the Surgecast. So if you are interested in seeing our lovely, beautiful faces, hi, hello, um, you can go subscribe over at, and it's just the Surgecast on YouTube. Uh, like I said, be sure to hit that big red button, subscribe, uh, like this video, uh, leave a comment down below, and make sure you hit that bell not- notification so you never miss an episode. Um, if you're interested in some of my personal uh adventures outside of uh carolina hurricanes hockey uh i am with uh one field pass hockey uh as or working with our lovely chicago wolves beat uh with andrew i cover the beat here in colorado for the colorado eagles if you're interested in kind of reading up and keeping up with them as they go into playoffs uh follow me over at fph eagles on twitter yeah, so if you want to catch the SurgeCast uh, on Twitter and Instagram, it's also at the SurgeCast. Luckily, our name works for all socials. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, we do have link trees in our bios where you can go check out the, where you can listen to our podcast and also check out our amazing sponsors at Primal X Hockey. So make sure to go do that at the SurgeCast. If you want to follow me on my personal, I am at the one true Zach. That's only true Zach is actually spelled out like the number. It's not the number itself. Uh, Instagram, it's Zach R. Martin 22 for all more personal hobby type stuff, D&D, hockey, baseball, anything related to stuff that I like, just, you know, more personal stuff like that, a little bit more fun side of things. Uh, make sure to check that out. Um, and yeah, like I said, uh, go check out SearchCast on all the socials. Like I said, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Have a Facebook, barely even use it. Mostly just catch up for birthdays if I need to and stuff like that. So, but Facebook, if you're a kid, getting... don't go to Facebook. No. It's getting late <laughs> when you know he's mentioning Facebook. <laughs> yeah, we for don't real. talk about Facebook on this podcast. Oh, God. Honestly, I'd rather go back to MySpace instead of going to Facebook and that's saying <laughs> right. something. Oh, that was that was that was a fun time. But until next week for our regular season wrap up show of the Surge Cash would be which would be episode forty two of season two. I'm Zach. I'm Bailey. I'm Kat. And we'll see you next time here. Adios. <laughs> Adios.